0: If you're like me and you grew up in St. Louis in the 1990s, you probably remember the Boatman's guy. Do you remember these commercials from Boatman's Bank? They were pretty funny. They uh, people would mock them and not mock them—that's the wrong word. People would imitate them uh, around town, and the guy on the commercial had a name. His name was Tom Sharp. He is a professional actor, comedian, and now inaugural. This is this your first ever podcast, Tom?
1: It's my first uh, ever podcast, Benjamin. And I I hope I'm dressed properly for
0: it. <laughs> uh, we uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, Tom Sharp is his name. Joining us. Are you in California? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, in in Los Angeles.
0: Love it, and. Um I am just really excited to hear your voice and and uh, ask you some questions about your time uh, as the famous boatman's guy. And of course, you've been in uh, other commercials. I've seen you uh, national spots, and I've seen you on late '80s, early '90s sitcoms. Uh, you, you've done a lot in your life, but here in St. Louis, you'll be forever remembered as the boatman's guy. How does that feel to you?
1: Well, it was a, it was just, it was such a great. Um First of all, the writing was terrific. You know, uh, Lloyd Wolf um, was a writer on, it, and then I think he had his own agency for a while. And I mean, most of the time, uh, the, the scripts were terrific to begin with. And um, and really, you, and you're not going anywhere uh, in uh, advertising unless the client is is really wants interesting stuff. And the, the client at uh, at Boatman's Bank, uh, Larry Bayless is mm-hmm. his name. Um, you know he's really open to um, um, great stuff, and um, and he got it from the agency and and on sets and stuff. Sometimes something isn't, uh, you know, maybe isn't uh, working quite as well as it it looked in your typewriter when you're sitting there in your <laughs> office. Sure. And you know, I mean, I don't mean always, but it you know once in a while. And they were so loose about just coming up with stuff. Uh, the client Larry would sometimes <laughs> say something, or someone from the agency, or I'd you know, come up with something. It was, it was a great atmosphere to be working in.
0: That's awesome. And uh, I, I looked up an old article from 1994 here in our newspaper, The Post-Dispatch, and to, to show how popular the commercials were, they had a 77% positive awareness rating. And once the Boatman's Guy commercial starring you uh, took off, they were up into the 90s, which is... Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, just unheard of it at the time. And, and a lot of it had to do with your dry sense of humor and your ability to to be a sales pitchman can you explain to the listeners here on our podcast hosted ravioli uh for those that never saw the commercials what was the gist of your ads for boatmans
1: well i was just <laughs> i was just kind of uh me just being <laughs> um uh you know asking people uh things and you know uh, you know points about the commercials and uh, and they always had um you know it was all they were always funny and um, yeah. That was that was it. Just trying to uh, give a good positive image for Boatman's Bank. But I tell you, you said it was up in the '70s and then in the '90s. One time, I was on on the air with uh, Charlie Brennan on KMOX. Yeah. And it was during the, it was during the 1996 Olympics, and mm-hmm. Boatman's was a big sponsor, I guess, uh, locally there for for the Olympics. And I I was on the phone, and they had people calling in. Talking about how much they liked the campaign, it was, mm-hmm. and it was one call after another. Oh, I got I love the spots and wonderful spots, and and I think I'm thinking, geez, it was embarrassing almost. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh wow, that, that's great. And then this uh, little old lady called. And says, Hi, my name is uh, Edna Farnsworth, and I'm from uh, St. Louis here. And um, I see these commercials uh, on the uh, Olympics all the time. I said, oh, that that's great. She said, and you, you make me sick to my stomach. I, <laughs> I can't get to the TV fast enough to turn it off. You're you're ruining the Olympics for me, <laughs> and I was I was laughing so hard. And, uh, Charlie Brennan's people, everyone in the studio, they're they're kind of apologizing. I said, no, no. Finally, there's someone who has made a correct assessment of my acting ability. There
0: it is. There and, it is.
1: And it was uh, it was really you make me sick to my stomach. <laughs> And I can't get to the TV fast enough to turn it off. And yeah, uh, small <laughs> so, world,
0: uh, small world. My grandmother is Edna Farnsworth. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's amazing. What
1: what a coincidence. Yeah, what a
0: coincidence. Yeah, what a coincidence yeah. Um, man, that that's good stuff. I uh, I remember like there was one you. They had you in a tree, and a gentleman is is playing golf, and you basically opened the tree, uh, trunk, right. and began <laughs> speaking to the golfer. I mean, just bizarre right. zany things, and and there was. I guess I guess if early on it was how would you run a bank? How would you run a bank was kind of the uh, yeah the the tagline. Right, that was
1: one of the that was one of the lines. Yeah, how would you run a bank?
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and I remember there was a lot of just like ex-wife jokes and and uh, you know right. That's that's where all my all my money goes is not to my bank but to my ex-wife things like that. Well,
1: one of those commercial one of those commercials, the guy said, uh, um, and we became friends actually, and I've known him ever since. And one of the actors, and uh, he. Um, he's the one he was sitting out in the car I said, What would you do? He said, oh, I'd put a ATM at the uh the end of my uh my ex wife's driveway. That's where it all goes anyway. <laughs> and that was supposed to be the end of the end of that little bit. And I said, uh I said, You seem a little bitter <laughs> And she said he said, Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's good.
1: And and it, was, it just just him saying yeah. There was just something really funny about uh, that the way he said it. Sure. So, um, I and it. I left it in
0: so. That's so good. That's so, How did how did you get uh, involved in in this profession?
1: Well, I was a copywriter in uh, ad agencies in uh, Detroit uh, for um, uh, I don't know quite a few years, and then uh, six or five or six years, and then I um, decided to come out to Los Angeles uh, to do stand up comedy. Nice. And so I had a a, a job during the day. Uh, working, uh, writing commercials, and I was doing stand-up at night, probably six nights a week, sometimes seven nights a week, and then after a couple of years, I literally got my act together and then started doing um, um, stand-up around the country, but I was still involved with commercials, producing some radio commercials for people that I used to work with, and then I started acting in radio and TV commercials, and I was I was never a big fan of all the travel that was involved in um stand up. You know, I don't want to you know, it's not like a whiner like it's uh, like it's actual work like, you know, working on I-80 um <laughs> fixing the road in the middle of the summertime, you know. It's right. uh not actual work. But um uh but the, all the travel and some people that I worked with would be they you know, they'd be gone for I don't know. Forty or forty-five weeks a year, and I thought, nah, I, I don't think that's going to work. So, um, and I always like—I always like commercials better. I just like uh, the advertising the people from advertising, and and I like the, the time limit—the thirty seconds or sixty seconds—it just mm-hmm. um, always appealed to me. So, so when, that's how I got involved. So I just basically switched sides. Yeah, and became a, an actor.
0: Yeah, when 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 you tell people you. Do stand-up comedy, or did stand-up comedy? do they promptly on the spot say, "What's your best joke"? Um, or did I just do it for the first time? Well,
1: ever? if they've seen, if they ever saw my act, they, they would know that was it. would be a stupid question. <laughs>
0: <because laughs> Touche. <laughs> Part of why I
1: stopped. No, uh, um, uh, I. don't know. Uh, well, you know, if if somebody know has seen you someplace, mm-hmm. even if it's in a club or. On a commercial. They think, even if you've done one commercial, they think a Brinks truck is coming to your back door (laughs) with throwing bags of money onto your porch. Right. And so, but if they've never seen you before on anything, and you tell them, you know, I'm an actor, and they haven't seen you on something, they're going, could you use a few bucks?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right.
1: You know, they th- they think you're broke
0: or you're, yeah. uh, well, uh, you know, I- I'm really doing okay, but you know. Yeah. But thanks. I- I'll take it. I'll, t- I'll take the $2, yeah. I um, I, I love just going through your uh, IMDB page uh, because some of my favorite shows, sitcoms from-, from the 80s and 90s, you had roles on. You were on uh, Family Matters, a.k.a. the Steve Urkel oh. show, uh, One right. Day at a Time. And, of course, uh, I remember you. Uh, vaguely, if you will, just f- from a Golden Girls episode because it was when the boatman's commercials were going on, and, and it was like I, I felt like uh, like a detective, like some some sort of genius. That I spotted the boatman's guy on a on a on a rerun of the Golden Girls, and there you were. What was it like being on the Golden huh. Girls?
1: Well, you know, it was the episode was
0: um,
1: it it started the. Uh, day after uh, the Emmys had been awarded, and I think Betty White won an Emmy, and the others had been nominated. And so, you know, I'm just the the guy there for the week, and and uh, you know, people introduced, you know, the the director introduces the guest cast, and and I said, I said, you know, uh, you got you guys were all uh, nominated for Emmys for this show, and and I got nothing,
0: you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I there was even not, not even a mention. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I hadn't done it yet. Right, but, right, uh,
0: right, right. right. But
1: so I played. I played a funeral director. Okay. And all all through re- rehearsals for a, a week, there was a description in the script of what the casket looked like. Okay. A description of the casket, which was kind of a convoluted description. But I got it every time. Every time in um, in rehearsals, uh, you know, I didn't screw up any lines. So so. Uh, on most of these things they shoot, uh, and they, they shoot the show in front of an audience, um, kind of about four o'clock or so in the afternoon. And then they break for, uh, dinner and you're looking at, you know, doing notes and stuff like that. And then they shoot it again in front of another crowd. And so the first time, like 15 minutes before we're, we're going to shoot it, the, um, uh, uh, second AD, uh, assistant director came over and said, you know, they, um, uh, they, the the di- your dialogue doesn't really match what the what the um, casket looks like, <laughs> so we're changing what you 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 were saying to uh, when you're describing it. You, you say it's a uh, hand embellished gold leaf detail work. Okay, that was it. This is 15 minutes before, and I, and you left. And I'm thinking I'm so screwed. <laughs> I'm I'm never going to remember that, and so. <laughs> So we get to it, and I say, you know of course the uh, of course the casket i'm I'm acting like a almost like a used car salesman
0: Sure.
1: and I said, of course, the casket is hen and a lady you know <laughs> went into Jerry Lewis <laughs> and got a big laugh in in the uh with the crowd, not usable and i thought, um but when you're when you're the the just the guest for the week you get you get one mistake like that, and uh, you know don't do it a second time. Thank God I remembered it the second time."
0: So, Hand and belt. Okay, but they, yeah.
1: All, all of them on. All of them in that cast were uh, just sensational. Uh, especially Betty. Especially Betty White. She was just, um, just what a wonderful person. So.
0: Yeah. What a neat opportunity to just. I hate to say bounce around, but just make an appearance here and appearance there on, on on all the TV shows of the time, and and I saw you were even on uh, Home Improvement with uh, with Tim Allen. Yeah. Cool. right
1: yeah i did i don't know maybe 6 or 7 uh, episodes uh, i knew tim from uh, doing stand up before mm-hmm. he uh, when he was still in detroit and um, and that that ap- the atmosphere on that set was was great
0: just that's awesome. uh,
1: great tim uh, he never uh, he he would he would take a um a, a a running joke th- through the week <laughs> and and keep keep <laughs> repeating it and, uh, and some people are thinking, oh, God, we're going to stop mentioning that. And other people like me just thought it got funnier. That's great. The more times he
0: mentioned it. <laughs> I love it. That's and, awesome. I love yeah, stuff like that. So, now, what about uh, St. Louis, the city? Did By being the boatman's guy, I know you had other gigs, but did that link you to our city? Did you get to spend time here?
1: Yes, I did. And, and you, know, I, I, um, you know, I grew up outside of Detroit. Big Tigers fan, still mm-hmm. my team, and you know, big rivalry over decades between the Car- Tigers, Tigers and the Cardinals, and you know, the you know St. Louis, you know, if you're a Tiger fan, mm-hmm. um, was kind of like uh, you know, uh, Russia or somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. A, a rival town. It's it's like if you're a Cubs, sure. if you're a Cardinals fan, the Cubs are, you know, they're dirt,
0: you know, mm-hmm. yes, and and dirt. so
1: so when I um, uh, started uh, working in uh, in St. Louis. Um, I just my um, my feeling about the town was that first of all the I think Cardinal fans. I don't think there's a, a group of fans for any team uh, better than uh, Cardinals fans. Mm. They just they're just so uh, through thick and thin, and just uh, you know places packed no matter. Uh, yeah. You know whether the team is good or not in a particular year, and working around St. Louis, it struck me that St. Louis is one of those t- cities that I've been to—a very s- short list of towns that I think, you know, this would have been a great place to grow up if I hadn't grown up where I grew up. And it seemed—it always has struck me as like a big small town. Yeah, a really big small town. I mean that in a in a good way, mm-hmm. and. I was shooting actually some commercials for uh, Southwest Bank about ten years ago. I did some spots for about I don't know two or three years, and we were shooting at different different places all around St. Louis. And one place was uh, was probably on a Saturday at I think it's called uh, uh, Drew, Drews. They um,
0: oh the ice cream uh, place Ted
1: Drews. Yeah, the custard and stuff. Yeah, and wedding parties during the course of when we were there. A limousine would pull up, and the entire wedding party would get out, and go and get a custard, and have pictures taken <laughs> in front of Drew's as part of their wedding album. Yeah, and that it was such an institution. And finally, after about three or four hours, I thought I- I've got to get one of these custards. Sure, sure, <laughs> for myself. And I- and I thought, well, that's why that's why the wedding party came over here because it's they were uh, they were so good.
0: It really is good. But
1: that was that that was my sense of uh and we, we shot some stuff around where the um was it the exposition of eighteen ninety six or something. There's a big museum at the top of the hill.
0: Oh yeah, There's, yeah, yeah. In Definitely.
1: A spectacular park. And we also uh shot in a, a little town can't remember the name of the town, but it's where the uh Lewis and Clark expedition started. Okay. Okay. It's a little time. The, all the buildings are from the from the nineteenth uh, century, and so we're standing on a sidewalk, and we're you know talking to people. You know, some of the actors. Uh, you know, were, were that was one of the locations. And someone said, you know, right down there, right down there, that spot, right down there on the river, is where the Lewis and Clark expedition started. Mm. And I said, you're you're, you're kidding, and and I uh, and uh, uh, on a break, I walk down there, and I'm thinking it started right here, and and I'm thinking they're in the boats, they're in the boats, and you know Lewis or Clark says, Sacajewea, come on, we're running late. Would you put your lipstick on in the boat? You know, <laughs> and 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 it's um, it was just so uh, I, I couldn't actually focus for part of the commercial because I thought it started right there,
0: right there, right
1: down, right, right down on the, on the so. And um, I'd always try to get a um, uh, anytime I was working in St. Louis for boatman's or um, or, um, or, or for Southwest Bank mm-hmm. try, uh, which is also gone. Um, uh,
0: only one get common get a, a, denominator there
1: yeah, they always get they get merged into uh, actually, when I was doing after Boatman sold to Nations Bank, mm-hmm. Nations Bank bought Boatman's Bank. So then I started doing commercials for Magna Bank.
0: Okay. And they said
1: this is a long-term thing. Magna Bank like uh, like a month <laughs> a month later <laughs> was bought by Union Planners Bank. Okay. So then I was doing commercials for the transition from Magna Bank to Union Planners Bank and I said to, to the guy from from um the agency I said you know there one of the commercials was they're putting up a new sign. I said you should put up these signs with Velcro.
0: Right. Exactly. make it
1: so much easier for you <laughs> and so um uh you know it's just it was just great and uh, but i always try to get a hotel room there's a hotel that it looks you're looking right at the arch
0: right oh, at cool.
1: the uh, yeah. gateway arch and i many times went over and i didn't take the elevator up because i just didn't look like i wanted to be enclosed
0: mm-hmm. in an
1: elevator going oh but i stood under the arch on numerous occasions, and thought, how in the heck did they build this?
0: I know, right? It's so cool. Yeah. It's, and it's and it's almost become like, if you're from here, it's like cliched, oh, the arts, still will show the people from out of town the arts, but like, then you get there, you're like, no, this is a really amazing thing here in our you town. You know,
1: uh, when 9-11 happened, I was in I was in New Hampshire okay. shooting commercials for um, uh, the New Hampshire Lottery, and it, it happened that morning. We were supposed to shoot all week, and we just finished one commercial when the you know, when the planes hit the buildings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they wisely post canceled the whole thing and, and did it about a month later. I came back. But I rented a car and drove back across country. And there were a number of ways I could have gotten back to Los Angeles. But I wanted to go through St. Louis because I wanted to see the arch.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: You oh, know, yeah. that it was still there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a I don't know, it's I'm going to say a reminder, but it's it's a it's a con a comfort, it's a constant.
1: It was very comforting. I'm driving by, I'm going the arch is still there.
0: Yeah. Definitely. It just
1: and it's it's um and I can see it, you know, of uh, you know, um uh, you know, in whatever city you're from, uh, the people living someplace, go, you know, how many times are we, we going to see Uh, you know, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, you know, on a thing. How many times are we going to see the, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco? You know, there are other things, you know, but, um, the, the arch is, um, I just, I just think it's, uh, a great thing that, and the custard at Drews.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ted Drews. They, they turns that thing upside down in the commercials. It does not fall out of the cup. It's it's unbelievable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now,
1: but you know, my please. actually one of my favorite things about Boatmans was they they had um, uh, Boatman's Day at the ballpark. Oh, cool. Every uh, every June, there was one day when um, it was because they sponsored uh, the Cardinals game. One of the sponsors of the Cardinals games. And I would get to go be sit in the booth for a half an inning with Jack Buck, Whoa. or another half inning with Joe Buck. I'm thinking, and you listen to people broadcasting uh, a game, and and um, they make it, they really make it look easy. Mm-hmm. When you're sitting there, and <laughs> and they say, Tom, take it, take it for uh, you know this batter, and I <laughs> I, the, I turned into Ralph Cramden on a honeymoon, sure. Humana, humming, 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 and it's. Uh, it, but it was so exciting. I'm thinking, I'm I'm sitting next to these icons, these two icons, and uh, probably about 20,000 20, of the fifty thousand people in the in the park um, were Boatman's employees, all wearing uh, red uh, Boatman's t-shirts and stuff. Okay. And so, so I'm, I'm this one one time. I think it was in '96. May have been the last time I I did it. It was about 98 degrees humid they were, they still had the astroturf in uh, old bush stadium it was it was just my my legs were microwaved yeah. it was so hot <laughs> and so uh larry Bayless, maybe the world's best client ever nice. he said he said cuz i threw out the first pitch but before that they um they said uh you know people were speaking to the to group and they said they were going to introduce me to say a few words about the new campaign <laughs> and i i said uh I said, oh, oh okay, great. And I'm thinking, you know, it's it's the hottest day ever. I don't think I want to go to to uh, the marketing strategy.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: For the new campaign. <laughs> and so, so, but I said, yeah, 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 I'll I'll do, I'll do that. And so they said, you know, now Tom Sharp, the boatman's guy, has a few words to say. And I supplied my own echo. I <laughs> went up to the microphone. And I said, today, I consider myself, self, self. The sweatiest man on, on, on the face of the earth, earth, and you know, it got a laugh.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and, and I'm waving and thank you, know, thank you. And I, and I went back and, and Larry Larry Bailey said, "I thought you were going to talk about the campaign." I went, "Oh my God, I completely forgot." <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> but it's too late now. <laughs> right. Too late.
0: That's genius. Too Oh my God. Yeah man can't go back i bet people are telling that story today you wouldn't believe it you know, that's the funniest thing i ever saw that's that's rather <coughs> creative i
1: don't know about that yeah. but it was uh but the the guys who came up with the save the Boatman's Guy campaign yes uh when it when it uh when you uh um um nation's bank bought, bought boatman's mm-hmm. i i was watching cnn uh, like a business report or something it said nation bank buys boatman's bank i go well that's the end of me sure you know, because it's a uh, it'll be a new name, new agency, new new everybody, and that's the end of me. And so um, John McGuire, uh, they uh, I think they used to refer to him at the Post Dispatch as the Duke of Deadline.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and and I don't know who cooked it up, but uh, he and Charlie Brennan had this campaign going to save the Boatman's guy, <laughs> and um. It was, you know, really funny. I was working in New Orleans. I was working in New Orleans uh, when they started it, and uh, they asked if I would go over to a studio to have a picture taken of me in a in a um, St. Louis Blues helmet and a and a, and a Blues jersey. Okay. Uh, and so, because it, it was, I think it was like in the later in the fall or something like when it, when they did this, and so I went over, took the picture, and they sent it back, and they they put that picture of me wearing the helmet and the and the jersey on these um little like if you're if you had a a, a mask you know and you're just holding up you're holding up the mask in front of your face
0: oh yeah and it was
1: a pic- picture of me with two two holes for eyes mm-hmm. on a giant like a good humor stick that you would ho- hold up this mask sure and so they had this they had this thing um at um I'm, I'm not sure, I can't remember where the blues played, but um, uh, oh, yeah. the well, they, arena.
0: Yeah, yeah, it must have, been the, it must have still been called Keel Center. Uh, since yeah, it was in ni- the 90s. Trade. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was in 96. And so I came into the arena, and it was like, I thought, I mean, people are going, oh, yeah, it's a Bowman's guy, it's a Bowman's guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody walking past, I'm i am not, uh, you know, I don't want to sound like, uh, no, no. you know, some politicians say everybody is, uh, you know. Thinks I'm fabulous. Sure, uh, sure. And anyway, but uh, it was, it was um, uh, really exciting. And when I went out in into the arena, almost everyone in the arena was holding up these um, <laughs> these things. And and so and there was a, a a presentation to a charity, a check or something to a charity that was kind of the. Um, I don't know. There was somebody from a PR agency, I think, who cooked it up. Mm-hmm. It, it was um, thinking that it, it was it was their way of um, uh, you know I'm going out the door now, and we're going to finish it off with uh, presenting this uh, this check. And you know I I knew what was going on, but it was still fun. Yeah. And so so I did. I had the I had a microphone. And one thing I learned is, because I played hockey when I was a kid, is. It isn't like it isn't like riding a bike. If okay. you haven't skated in twenty years, it's not like getting on a bike after twenty years. Gotcha. It's you a little wobbly at first. So I went out and I I I uh, and I said I said to the this, you know this place is packed. I said um, I said a uh, big uh, blues fan. I said I, I grew up outside of Detroit. Boo! <laughs> like like a phony. Uh, Comedy booze coming yeah. raining down. I said, "Yeah, I was a big Red Wings fan." Even more booze, boo! And I said, "You know, on second thought, the Red Wings are scum, and they've always been scum." <laughs> big cheers! Yeah, yeah, yeah! You're right. I, I, never liked them, even when I lived there, and you know that that kind of stuff. Sure. And um, <laughs> it was it was just it was so much fun. I love it. I, was, love uh, it. I hated, really really hated to see it end.
0: So. Yeah, but it um. Yeah, of course, it, it's, it stunk that it ended, but how about this? I mean, wh- what's the math? You know, 22 years later, uh, or I guess 18 years later, I'm not very good at math. AI... Uh,
1: 20. Uh... Twenty-two years later. Twenty-two years later. I, you know, I remember when the checks stopped coming.
0: That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, here we are uh, talking about it. I know a lot of the listeners to host Ravioli. I know that voice. I remember those commercials, and it's it's neat that you you uh, you did so well in the commercials, and they came out at the right place, at the right time. That people generations later uh, remember the and are fond of the memories. So thank you, Tom, for being you know there a was
1: a kid actually, and I wish I could remember. There was a kid who who who. Um, Dressed up for Halloween as the boatman's guy.
0: Genius! And
1: oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on his name because I, I took uh, him and his parents out to uh, like a, a brunch at the hotel I was staying at. Oh! And he was on the air, um, and he would he'd go out in a navy. He went out in a navy jacket. And okay. A, you know, a blue shirt and a you know a red and blue striped tie and um, khaki pants, and went out on Halloween as the um, as the boat um, uh, Joe. His name is Joe. Very short last name.
0: Um, hmm. I mean, it's not Joe uh, Buck.
1: No, 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 no. It was. Uh, he, he was ten years old. Oh, the kid the, was Joe, ten years
0: old. Okay.
1: The, 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 no, the, the kid who was posing went out on Halloween dressed like the boatman's guy. It was just he was just a kid living in, in St. Louis. Oh, okay. And it it got into the news uh, a little bit. Uh, Joe. Uh, God, I can't remember his last name. Anyway, very funny kid. The parents were terrific. And um, and so it was, it was things like that. And just, just being around St. Louis uh, um, for Boatmans and for Southwest Bank. And, yeah. you know, if I'm, if I'm you know, changing planes or something uh, once in a while in St. Louis, I think, hey, I'm in St. Louis again. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's a, a good, positive feeling. And I actually happy. pull for the Cardinals. Really? To, always to do well.
0: So what happened? Not when they were
1: playing the Tigers. I was gonna say, yeah, were,
0: the two thousand six. Well, not when they played the
1: Tigers in 06.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, uh, when they were actually the Tigers were favored, and I mean they got just shellacked. Yeah. You know, but um, a sports writer for either the Detroit Free Press or the, or the Detroit News picked the Tigers in three. Yep. <laughs> in three, and and I can remember uh, reading that. And I'm going, don't make them mad. Right. Now, now you're making the Cardinals mad. <laughs> There's that's right. no
0: chance you're going to win this series now. Exactly, oh, that's so stupid. Tigers so, in three. Um, that was funny. Well, hey, this yeah. is cool, Tom. Uh, I I sincerely appreciate you taking the time out of your Hollywood lifestyle to uh, to be part huh. of Hosted Ravioli. And uh, the the stories are great, guys. You mentioned the um, you mentioned where where Lewis and Clark began. It reminded me of one time I was in Venice, which of course is considered the uh, the St. Louis of Italy. And we were on, right. we're getting a tour on, on one of those boats, because that's all they have is boats. And, and my family was in it, and the guy's like, and over here to the right is the childhood home of Marco Polo. And over here to the left is the school <laughs> of Marco Polo. And I go, and right down here is where he first started playing the game. And nobody laughed. <laughs> Thank you, Tom, for the pity laugh. <laughs> and I stand by that as like a funny little way to, like one of my crowning achievements but uh, i'm glad you laughed because my family did not that's a
1: great joke thank you that's a great joke thank you tom i was in my wife and i were in venice once and it's i think it's maybe my f- favorite place that i've ever been yeah because no cars no bicycles and all that they've all the the wars and everything they have gone through and um and you walk down some of those streets that you know people have been walking down since the middle ages and mm-hmm. um but that's a great joke marco mario <laughs> first played the <laughs> off game. the cuff
0: off the cuff yeah i love it yeah <laughs> i'd like to get back <laughs> to, right. to to venice uh hey maybe maybe uh you can uh, join my wife and me we'll we'll go to venice and, and you know what'll happen we'll be walking around and someone will be like is that is that the boatman's guy? Because I swear Is
1: that you... the boatman's guy? Push him in the canal.
0: <laughs> right, right. Those well what did the what did what did uh, Edna say on the radio show? Uh, uh, you make me my sick stomach. to my stomach. <laughs> make me
1: sick to my stomach, and I can't get to the TV fast, fast enough to turn it off.
0: Fast enough. Thank you, Edna, for calling in. Yeah. Uh, that is the yeah. voice of, of Tom Sharp, a uh, boatman's guy, and of course uh, an actor and stand-up comedian. And he's uh, just really funny, dude. And I really appreciate him joining us here on Hosted Ravioli, folks. Please subscribe to Hosted Ravioli. You can find us, of course, on the Post-Dispatch website, stltoday.com slash podcast, stltoday.com slash podcast. And we're on iTunes and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe. Uh, We always have fun putting this together. Thanks to Gary Harrelson, our producer, and thanks to Tom Sharp for joining us on this edition of Hosted Ravioli.